Hey everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 128, How to Buy Winter Gear Part 1. This episode is the first of a two-part series in how to buy winter gear and what to look for before purchasing. Let's set the parameters. You've already made the decision to go. Temperatures are at or below freezing at night and there will be snow. How do you begin buying gear? Join in on this discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and join our podcast family. Come hang out with us. Be part of this particular discussion uh, and, and join join in. Absolutely. So uh, the kind of the funny story about uh, the podcast that we're doing uh, this evening is a memory that I I had about um, when I worked at REI and it was about this time of year, usually November, and people would come in and like a bullet, they would come into REI and like like they were on a mission and they'd come right up to me and they go, I need a four season tent. <laughs> I need a four season tent. And I would say, well, at least you know the gear that you want. <laughs> I would say, well, my next question would be uh, where, you know, where, where are you going? And they'd say, well, I'm going up to the Appalachian Trail. I'm like, well, you don't need a four season tent on the AT in winter. And they're like, well, I, that, I, 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 yeah, I heard I need a four season tent. And that happened a lot. And that happened quite a bit. So the, the sad part of my answer, um, or my final answer to them after they debated back and forth, was like, well, we don't sell four season tents here. <laughs> they're like, what? What do you mean? You we, REI doesn't sell a four season tent. And so... It, it, it kind of dawned on us that, you know, we should probably do a really in-depth series about uh, purchasing winter gear because there's a lot of misconceptions out there. There are a lot of uh, panic-stricken uh, backpackers when they find out that they may be backpacking in cold weather. And uh, so we kind of set some parameters so we could kind of set a baseline of what is kind of normal out there <laughs> for winter. It kind of depending on where you go geographically, of course, it's different. But this is kind of like a baseline where most people either say, oh, hell no, I'm not going. Or, uh, okay, I'll go. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are already wrapping up uh, the backpacking season and saying, this is my last outing for the, for the you know, 2019. This is, this is the last time I'm going out. This is my big hurrah of the season. Because, you know, a lot of people do put on the brakes pretty abruptly when you're talking about winter backpacking. Um and that's crazy because this is the time of year where Ariana and I start going. <laughs> so I love, I love winter backpacking. And I, so we kind of want to introduce not only an understanding of it, uh, but, but parameters so that you can understand it a little bit more in depth to prepare yourself. So let's talk about the reality of facing, you know, winter preparations like backpacking in winter. And the reality is, it's going to be cold. 
that's cousin to our other podcast, You're Gonna Get Wet. <laughs> they know each other very well. And that's, I think, that is really kind of the reality. You are, it's cold. It's cold outside. If it rains, you're going to get wet. If it's cold, you're going to be cold. And I think like there's a, 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 people thinking, okay, if I purchase the right gear for winter, uh, I won't be cold. Well, yes, you still will be cold, but it's really that you're minimizing your chances of having the conditions affect you um, and affect your body. And so that's really what preparing for winter gear is is about and and looking at uh winter gear and it, the difference between three season four season tents in particular if you're you know talking about your basic gear um it, it's just it, it's looking at nature on a very different level uh and adapting to the conditions and preparing yourself uh with the knowledge um to be able to be better prepared with the right gear yeah because it's just really about you're gonna you're trying to do better than average um as far as being out there in the elements because in winter it's just it's the elements are different for example you don't have all the leaves on the trees and the high grass and all the bushes to protect the wind so therefore what probably wasn't as windy in one spot in the summer is going to be windier <laughs> than hell in the winter. You're going to have different elements of the wind direction. You're going to have different elements of, well, you know, you know, if it's, if it's a clear night, it's going to be that much colder. So, you, so winter presents a whole different set of different elements in nature, even being in the same spot, I know I, I hear this a lot. Well, I'm going to go up to this spot. Um, I don't think it's going to be that bad. I was out there uh, in August and it was a it, it was a great spot. Well, you know, it's going to be completely different. <laughs> so we wanted to try to give you at least a better than average uh, shot at not being as cold. I would say um, because you're gonna you're gonna be chilly out there. So. Let's kind of break down the whole tent myth as far as what what most people think a tent will do for them versus what they should be looking at as far as your shelter system. And I think the big myth, number one, is that a four-season tent somehow magically is going to keep you warmer than a regular three season tent, depending on where you go. And I, I really do feel that the big misconception here is the word season. Yeah, so it's, it's I want everybody to listen very clearly. It's not the season, but the environment that is going to dictate the difference here. Again, I repeat, it has nothing to do with the season, but the environment and the conditions in which you're going in. And, and I think that's really important for people to hear because it is labeled as three season or four season. And of course, there's that misconception. Of course, that's going to steer you in one direction. Um, so instead of thinking about it as defining 
a season saying, okay, well, because of winter camping, I need a four season tent. Um, Think about it in terms of what the tents are designed to do, um, how they're constructed, what they're willing to withstand. um, What features does it have to be able to handle the conditions in which you're going in, which is how you end up with a four season tent. So basically four season, aka let's call it winter, right? Because that's what we're all, you know, it's ingrained in us to believe. It's a four season tent is designed to withstand more extreme weather. So you're looking at more fiercer winds or perhaps heavy snow loads that are, you know, on top of you overnight. Whereas a three season tent otherwise typically known as more of your backpacking tent, which is what we all have in our gear closet and what we tend to backpack with is designed for more of a lighter weight performance, breathability, uh, you just your basic fast and go backpacking tent. Yeah. So I guess I, I try to, you know, when I worked at RI, try to make it simple to, to, you know, try to explain when people would ask for a four season tent, I would say, so you're going to Everest. (laughs) So four season tents, I try to make that word synonymous with Alpine. So if you are, you know, if you are going to be backpacking in the Smokies, Great Smoky Mountain National Park, and you're going to be at 6,000 feet on Klingman's Dome, which by the way, there's no campsites on top of Klingman's Dome. You're going to have to drop down off the ridge. So, but but let's say there was. Let's say there was a campsite right on top of Klingman's Dome, which is about 6,000 feet in winter. And, you know, it it's the worst of worst conditions on Klingman's Dome. And your sustained winds are at 75 miles per hour and you're going to get 12 inches of snow. Then, yes, you may be looking at a four season tent. Why? It's not the season. It's the conditions. In other words, if you're going to be on top of Springer Mountain in January, which is at 3000 feet and it's, you know, the, you know, regular winter season, you're not going to need a four season tent because you're not going to be in that Alpine type environment. I can guarantee you the South um, hiking up and around the Appalachian Trail in January is nothing like hiking on the Appalachian Trail in the White Mountains and on on top of Mount Washington. It's the conditions of what you're going to be camping in that makes or break the difference between a three-season tent and a four-season tent. So when you're looking at gear for winter and you're looking at your shelter, specifically your your tent system, you have to ask yourself a pretty important question. What are the conditions of which I'm going to be camping in on a regular basis? That's a huge, huge question before you go out and spend, because I can guarantee you that if you're looking at true four season Alpine tents, well, get your checkbook out because (laughs) you're going to be spending anywhere between $1,200 and $1,700 for a double wall system tent. And that's just, <laughs> and you're going to have probably uh, 15 to 20 guidelines 
on that tent because those tents are made to withstand winds at 70 to 80 miles per hour sustained. So I, I think you make a good point. Don't don't purchase gear just based off of, of, of the season. You know, look a little bit more in depth and um, so that you have a better understanding. You're going to save yourself some money. Uh, so let's just kind of break down some of of the basic differences between, you know, like the three season, four season, because I, I think it's helpful for people to have this base knowledge that really you're looking at key components of design, the features that it has. Is it, you know, sustainable for the conditions in which you're going in? And then the performance factor of that piece of gear. And we're looking at tents in particular. And who makes it? That's yeah. a huge, huge part of good quality gear. Who's making your tent? If it's a cheap, you know, something, no name brand that you saw on Amazon because it was cheap. Well, you know, I, that's up to you. And, you know, but there's a, there's a saying, you get what you pay for. So when your tent is ripping apart in, you know, gusty winds up on top of the ridge and it's winter and, but you got a good deal on it. Make sure you know that quality gear in winter is as important as anything you'll look at. You look at the manufacturer, you know, the price is important, but you're going to be, you're going to be spending some dollars on some good quality winter gear if you want the durability when it is windy or it is snowing. Um, and Ariane is right. The design of the tent is everything. So typically in your three season, which is what all of us know as our tent, because most of most of us who are not going into more alpine conditions or to Everest, <laughs> Scott's determined to go to Everest. I'm going to go to Everest. <laughs> um you know, you're looking at your basic tent. Now, tents come in all shapes and sizes and, and wells and bissels. Uh, wells, wells and bissels. Oh, that, that could be. It, <laughs> it could. It could be. It could, bells and whistles. <laughs> <laughs> it's a late night up in here. <laughs> but it, 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 this is something that you're backpacking in summer. You're taking it in fall. You're, you're, you're taking it everywhere you go. And it has the versatility, so it's protecting you from the bugs with the mesh. Uh, it's protecting you from rain. So in in many cases, it has perhaps a double wall construction, or you have a single wall. Uh, we've talked endlessly about those differences on previous podcasts. Um, so you're looking at offering a lot more versatility in the configuration. Uh, it's usually lighter weight fabrics a lot more breathability and it offers you that, you know, like I said, the configuration of being able to get some more airflow. So, you know, you may not need a rain fly in this case. Well, I think that's, that's the other reality that, you know, when you're looking at winter gear, specifically your shelter, that's one of the things you're going to have to realize. And here's, here's kind of like the bottom line truth is that you're going to have to you're going to have to do a level of compromising with what you are willing to put up with. So if you are going to go run off and get a double wall, three season tent, because someone told you that's going to keep you warmer. Well, it, 
that's true. It, it could keep you warmer, but you're going to have to put up with condensation. So there's going to be trade-offs in the level of suck value you are going to have to put up with to stay a little bit warmer. And that's really the crux of winter backpacking. It's a trade-off. You're constantly trading off things and compromising things to stay a little bit warmer. And so when you're looking at your shelter system, your shelter system is all going to be about where are you going to go and what are the conditions you're going to be in. And the other reality of backpacking and purchasing winter gear is this. It's expensive. And if you're not going to go backpacking in winter a lot, then just you know, stop the press right there and look no further. Keep your three-season tent and don't worry about what it can do or what it can't do because all you're really going to use it for is to protect you from the rain and maybe when it gets a little chilly outside. And and, and that's it. The, the truth about backpacking is sometimes is that, and nobody really ever wants to talk about this. We will because we're brutally honest with you, is that you could probably end up with multiple pieces of gear and talk about seasons. You're going to have your summer season and winter season. That's it. So you're going to have two of everything. And that's kind of like the dirty little secret sometimes about backpacking is that once you really get into it and you really start testing the limits of how you want to play in nature, um, that you're going to have to start looking at, well, man, I sure would love to play in, in, in the winter. I'd love to go snowshoeing, which is a whole different podcast. Um, I'd love to go tramp along and pitch a tent and wake up in the beautiful uh, snowy fields and, and be in, you know, five inches of snow, which is beautiful, by the way. It's probably the one of the most beautiful things about backpacking in, the, in, the, in nature or in the wilderness I can describe. It's absolutely beautiful. But there's going to be compromises. There's going to be trade-offs. And that gear, if you go out there quite a bit, you're going to have to uh, either really know how to handle snow or you're really going to have to make sure that you that you're going to have to you're going to have to invest in some winter gear uh, depending on, you know, how long you're going to stay out there. And that's that's kind of like the dirty little secret of, of backpacking sometimes. Uh, so if you are kind of, I guess, considering purchasing a tent and you and you do think you're going to flip into a more winterized uh, season, uh, but still maintain uh, conditions that are going to be, you know, valuable for you to have that one tent, y you want to look at uh, types of build. So geodesic is going to be something that maybe you want to look at investing in uh, for more winterized, uh, for a more winterized three season tent. So it's going to be a little bit more durable. It's going to be stronger and it's going to be able to handle due to the, due to the build and the construction, it's going to be able to handle a little bit more of that snowfall, uh, you know, falling down on it versus perhaps like a, a, a lightweight single wall tent. There is nothing worse than having your tent collapse on you. 
because there's too much snow on it. Uh, <laughs> that you want to talk about some suck value? That sucks. Um, it's happened to me before because um, I got an unexpected snowfall. I had the wrong tent, and that tent collapsed uh, right on top of my head. <laughs> so uh, it it does happen in the geodesic type style tent prevents the snow from kind of uh just collecting on the top of your tent it's kind of made to kind of fall off yeah. uh the the tent and uh so that's something and again this is very geographic this is really um wh who's ever listening to the podcast uh is going to be what pertains to where you're living at um we just came back from the up well the up uh, they get a lot of snow folks and they have a lot of backpacking opportunities. And not only do they have backpacking, but they have snowmobiling, they have cross-country skiing, they have snowshoeing. And a lot of these uh, snow lovers go out in the wilderness and pitch their tent. At that point, it, it's still a three-season tent, but it's going to be the type of tent that you're really looking for to prevent the snow collapse and and then have a really super durable tent. So when you're looking at winter gear, kind of assess, okay, you know, is my winter four or five months out of the year? Or am I in the South and I really don't have a winter? You know, you got it. That, it, that all really kind of takes in to what your lifestyle outdoors is going to be and how long you're going to be out playing in the snow. One more thing to consider in this is that you want to make sure that what tent you're looking at or what tent you already has reduces the draft. So you may not be looking at the lightest weight version out there. You may not be looking for lots of mesh. You may be looking more on that solid wall tent configuration because that alone can reduce the thermal efficiency of your sleeping bag and your sleep system, um, which is an important factor in winter camping. Yeah. So as a matter of fact, uh, today on our Trusted Trail Gear Talk podcast, which is new, it's also available on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Trusted Trail. I review the Big Agnes Fly Creek HV1 carbon tent. It's a one person tent. It's a double wall tent. I can't even believe how lightweight this thing is, but I think it's probably, it could be one of the better three season tents that actually act like a four season tent, 22 ounces. And I review it. I go through the whole kicking kaboo about this tent. Um, it can also be found on the backpacker store. The backpacker store is a place where all of the top gear companies like REI, Moose Jaw, Hyperlite, Climate, and a bunch of others offer gear at discounts. You can compare prices on the same piece of gear from all of your favorite online outdoor manufacturers. All the gear starts, all the gear starts off at 35% off and has daily deals each day. That's the backpackerstore.com. So three season, you can see where three season is still a viable choice for winter backpacking, winter camping. It again, you know, I go back to saying it's the conditions of which you're in. It's your element. It's it's not 
winter versus all the other seasons. Um, and so in looking at four season tents, the main factor that you're looking at. So if, if, if you are wanting to experience that or you've already decided to go on your trip, you know, you know, temperatures are going to be low. You know, there's going to be snow and the conditions and the environment of which you're going is going to dictate a four season. This is where you start to like figure out the differences. Uh, they're going to be intensely strong and sturdy um, because they're, they are designed to withstand more extreme weather conditions. You've got intense winds, your frigid temperatures, uh, you know, heavier snowfall. It has to be a little bit more durable to withstand this ongoing, you know, force of nature uh, to keep you to keep you warm and safe and safe and snuggled snuggled up tightly. Yeah, I mean, and that's the biggest difference. If you're going to compare the two types of tents, really, you ask yourself these three questions: Where am I going to go, and what are the conditions of which I'm going? What are the conditions of the wind, the snow? Um, and how long am I going to be out there? And truly, as far as is is a three three season or four season tent going to meet those conditions? Because a lot of times, I would say about ninety percent of the time, you're going to be in a three season tent. Again, four season tents are completely built for Everest type conditions. You know, people sleep in a tent on the third stage or the third, they call it camp, camp three on Everest. They're in a tent. I can guarantee you they're not in a three person. They're not in a three season tent. (laughs) So, so those, you kind of have to match those conditions with, with where you're going. And I think a good comparison is, am I, where am I going? Well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to be in Oregon in winter. We're supposed to get 20 inches of snow. It's going to be cold, um, but we're not going to have wind. Well, do those meet the conditions of a four season tent? No. Uh, I'm going to be on top of Mount Washington. Sustained winds are going to be 120 miles per hour. There's 20 inches of snow on there. Um, I'm going to be camping up there. Do those meet the conditions of Alpine type environment? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, they do. So I think you really have to be realistic and honest and truthful about the conditions of, of where you're going to be going and deciding whether it's going to be a, a three or four person tent. Um, I, I Again, 90% of the time, you're going to be in a three person tent because then by following up on the tent, then it's all 100% about your sleep system and your mattress pad and your sleeping bag. And we just did our last podcast was about quilts versus sleeping bags and what is the best bag for you. And on that podcast, we talked a lot about how quilts don't really have an EN rating where sleeping bags do. So depending on whether you like a quilt or sleeping bag in winter, it is all about insulation and that's going to be your mattress pad. And it's all going to be about the technology of your sleeping bag. We talked about body mass last uh, on our last podcast. If you have a low body mass, then you're probably going to want a bag that is about 20 degrees colder than what you're doing. So if you're going to be outdoors 
and you're going to meet the perimeters. Uh, you're going to meet the perimeters we set forth in the beginning of the podcast, and it's going to be 32, which has a freezing level. Then you're probably going to want a 15 degree bag, if you're a female, or if you have lower body mass, or if you're just a cold sleeper. That's usually kind of like the rule of thumb. And then after that, it's going to be an insulated sleeping pad. Then it's going to be sleeping with all your gear in your bag because, you know, things freeze. So you're going to have a whole bunch of gear inside your sleeping bag. And what one of the pro tips that Ariane and I wanted to talk to you about is one, ditch your, um, ditch your, your, um, your nylon footprint, the to, nylon footprint, yeah. uh, ditch that and go get some paint plastic from your, uh, hardware store that you cover furniture over when you paint, usually get two millimeter or even three millimeter for winter, because that's really going to create a much better va uh, vapor barrier, uh, for you might keep you just a little bit warmer. And the other thing, a good pro tip is if you are a cold sleeper is, Reflectix. What? Where did that come from? <laughs> Reflectix. So when you are on your sleeping pad, put a roll of Reflectix on your sleeping pad and then lay on top of the Reflectix. Now Reflectix is not, I repeat, is not an insulator, but it will help reflect some of the heat that you're losing from the bottom and reflect it back up towards you. And so I have used it before. I did sleep a little bit warmer. I've used it in a hammock. I have slept a little bit warmer in a hammock in winter. And so that's one of the things that we've learned through our years of backpacking in winter that may help a little bit. Um, of course, Reflectix is, um, it is slippery. It's a slippery <laughs> little sucker. And so got to make sure that you stay on, on it. On it. <laughs> otherwise, um, it doesn't do its job. No, otherwise, <laughs> I found it outside my tent one time. So um, you got to make sure that that works. Otherwise, winter winter backpacking, is it's beautiful. I, I love it. There's nothing more rewarding than waking up with snow all around you. I just, there's nothing, there's nothing like it. It It's the most beautiful experience in the world. Most people don't go because they're afraid they're going to be cold. Well, lose the fear of being cold, embrace, embrace it, but manage it. That's what cold backpacking is all about. You're just managing the cold weather. Don't let it win. Go out there and enjoy winter because no one's out there. You get the whole wilderness to yourself. You know, it really is one of my, oh my God, favorite seasons uh, to really get out there and feel alive. Just it. The sounds are different and it just there's some, there's nothing like it. But before you go, make a decision on whether you're going to keep going or <laughs> this is just a one time deal. Now, if it's a one time deal, borrow the gear, <laughs> find someone who's got <laughs> Find someone who loves winter backpacking because winter backpacking, um, it can be a little pricey. Uh, you know, we're, we're here to tell you the truth. It, it can be it can be a little expensive. So but there are three person tents out there that are double wall that are very lightweight that will definitely handle your winter needs um, without going up to an alpine level 
type system, which is a four-person tent. So please don't walk into REI and ask for a four-person <laughs> tent. They aren't going to have one that you're looking for. And if they sell you one, um, that would be really interesting to me. So please email me and let me know. REI just sold me an Alpine tent um, because they don't have one. So just kind of make sure you understand the conditions you're going to go in. That That's the important thing. It's the conditions, not the season. And cold alone does not dictate a condition. Uh, I would say a single condition that would factor in four season. Yeah, cold isn't a condition. Cold is just <laughs> cold, cold. Cold is just a feeling. <laughs> yeah, cold. Cold. You can, you can, you know, I'd rather have cold. If it's just going to be cold, oh, bring it on, baby. I love it. I, I'll, I'll figure out how to stay warm. But, um, but the conditions of winter, uh, sleet, icy slush, snow, whatever that, whatever that is, it's a mixture between snow and rain, uh, wind. Uh, you know, just the just the suck value of <laughs> winter can sometimes, you know, suck the life out of you. And we haven't even we've done podcasts before about, you know, what your water needs are. They water needs are even more in winter. Diet is even more important in winter. So there's there's a lot of things that factor into winter backpacking. Um, but the most important thing is know the conditions you're going into and winter weather tends to change faster up in higher elevations. And that's the other thing you have to, you have to think about. So when you're in higher elevations in summer, you get the rain. Well, everyone's got rain gear. It's not a big deal, but in higher elevations in winter, that might be the difference between snow flurries and 20 inches of snow. So you have to kind of know that also. And so if you're going to go winter backpacking and you're going to be in higher elevations, that's even more important to choose your tent wisely. So anyway, we kind of hope that this helped you uh, at least get a little bit more perspective on the different types of three season and four season tents. Again, 90% of the time it's going to be three season tent. So choose wisely depending on what conditions you're going to go out in in the winter time so you guys thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it if you enjoy this podcast please post a comment on apple Podcasts or on itunes give us a review it helps always spread the word so other people can find trust the trail podcast shout outs to our lovely and amazing facebook members <laughs> we love you guys and of course our patreons Rick, Jerry, Shirley, Chuck, Jerry, Suzanne, Brad, Bill, Nick, Helene, Mike, Jacqueline, Danny, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, and our newest patrons, Jeff Nyman and Kathy Kennison. Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcast. All you need to do is create an account and go to the Trust the Trail podcast, and as little as $2 a month, get special benefits for exclusive content. And again, we just recorded our gear talk today on the Big Agnes Three Season Tent. Our podcasts are available on all of your favorite podcatchers. If we're not on there, let us know. We'll get one, we'll get it on there for you. And we'll make sure that we're we're on it for you. You can follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, and Trust the Trail Facebook page. Remember, winter backpacking is fun. Get out there. Don't stay home. Get off the couch. 
Don't let winter make you hibernate. That's the best time to go. And remember, the trail does give you everything you need. So trust the trail, you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.